0: Justin Fields on his way back and uh, Nate Davis set the return. He will play right guard, it seems. So the offensive line going back to normal, some normalcy. Uh, what'd you hear there that uh, you thought uh, was good stuff from Flus?
1: Like you said, just the overall health of the team is getting better, you know, especially at a time in which further evaluations for not just Justin, but for all these, a lot of these guys on this roster uh, have to be made, you know, with, with the season that you've had, you've got to anticipate that changes <clears throat> will be taking place at the end of the season. I don't know if that, you know, means a new coaching staff, you know, I, I'm, not, but it definitely could be some changes. We have a team that's not performing up to expectations. So the main things for these players is throughout the, these evaluations is to make sure that they're putting their best foot forward so that way they can remain on this team or remain on an NFL roster in the future. So. It's good to see, you know, Kyrie Blas games coming back. That's going to help the run game, especially, you know, a team that, you know, Coach Getseys likes to use multiple personnel groupings. So now you can get, you know, 21 personnel, true two backs, you know, one running back, one fullback, one tight end. You can get that personnel grouping back. You don't want to track to help you with this running game. Uh, Something that you've had success with the past few weeks, Uh, you know, Nate Davis is back. We'll we'll talk about the O-line shuffle again. On the defensive side of the ball, it's good to hear Terrell Smith is back, a guy who was performing well before he got sick. Uh, Looking at the fact that Tyreek Stevenson has been banged up, they put Jalen Jones on that other side uh, opposite of Jalen Johnson. So you got a defense in which you may see like you have a complete defense, you know, guys being healthy. And we saw that last week with with the first time we've seen, you know, Kyler Gordon, um, Eddie Jackson, and Jaquan Brisker all on the field at the same time. You saw what that defense was able to do with the addition of Montez Sweat elevating the play that defensive line. So I'm excited. You know, you're going to need a healthy team, especially going against a really good Detroit Lions team. And we're starting to get back into, you know, conference play. It's going to be, uh, you know, good getting guys back at the right time.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, this is the time most teams, right? It feels like for the Bears, we almost feel a little bit different, but this is the time for most teams where you would get excited that all your starting players are coming back because, right, we're going to get to see our real starting quarterback versus uh, a, a, a Lions defense that just gave up 38 points or 41 points, I should say. Can Justin go out there and make that happen? But Of course, as Bears fans, right, we got all the quarterback questions in the world. We're a little nervous on what this is going to end up being. Is he going to go out there and show out? Is there going to be some rust? What's the game plan going to be around him? What do you want to see from Justin Fields in this game? First game back, of course, we know the rust is going to be there. But when you see him step out back onto the field, what do you want to see that maybe you've seen in the Tyson Bajan era or just seeing from other teams around the league?
1: I'm going to echo what Coach Flew said. It's, you know, especially not just this game, but throughout the remainder of the season, is consistency in you know, him being able to go out there and take command of this offense, you know, him yep. being able to go out there and lead this offense, him going out there and be able to put together, you know, drives together, which leads to touchdowns, and, you know, him being able to, to get guys involved. You know, obviously you want to continue to get DJ more involved, but I want to see guys, you know, Mooney, Obviously, we've seen Cole commit, you know, he's had a good run with Tyson beiget being under under center, but I want to see Justin Fields go out there and, and lead and command an offense just like a franchise quarterback would do, yeah. and, and that's what we've got to see, not just this game, but throughout the remainder of the season, and, you know, if there's truly a, 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 an evaluation of Justin for the remainder of the season of whether or not he's going to be your quarterback, um, or, you know, is it a case to where, you know, regardless of what he does, they're going to move on from him because they have... Enough of an evaluation that they feel that they're going to move on from. So I don't know what it is. But for Justin, you know, this is the biggest stretch of his, his, his career. and because Whether or not he's in a Bears uniform, he has to make sure that he goes out there and performs well. So that way, you know, he has an opportunity if he's not with the Bears to be able to be a starter elsewhere.
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm Pat the Designer. That's Jason McKee. We do want to let you guys know this episode is brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in Northern Indiana. You see Blue October on November 30th at Hard Rock Live. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Calm. Now, one thing that has been very, very big around the Chicago Bears conversation with Justin Fields has been the offensive line. To me, personally, you just saw your best offensive line combination that you've had all season with Nate Davis. Or I'm sorry, with uh, Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright on the right side. I literally fear for defenders lives watching Tevin Jenkins be like, you about to get pancake blocked. And it's, it, it's, it's over like. Just accept your fate. Like, those two guys on the same side, especially running the football, has been monstrous. But, of course, Nate Davis, you paid him $30 million to come here. He's gonna play. So now him getting ready to return, they said it's just a conditioning thing. They'll see where he's at kind of today. But him returning to the right side, do you like the fact that, in my opinion, you have something great on your right side right now with Darnell Wright and Tevin Jenkins? You have something good with Nate Davis and Darnell Wright on that side, and then moving Tevin Jenkins back to the other side, would you rather have the great on the one side or good across your line as a whole?
1: Yeah, I mean, even last week, right, when Tevin Jenkins talked about, you know, the chemistry that him and Darnell Wright built up on their right side, he said it was an honor to play with him. And, you know, I, I think, you know, watching, going back, watching tape of those two guys, they've done a great job. You can see that the chemistry's been building, Every single game. And now you flip Tevin, to left guard. I mean, yeah, he had the versatility to do it, but at the same time, like you said, you really fortified that right side of your offensive line with those two guys, two young guys at that. At that. Um, so I think it's a matter of Nate Davis not being it. Like if you bring Nate Davis back, right, he gets healthy. Nate Davis, I don't think can play left guard. You know what I'm saying? I
0: don't think he, he can. Yeah, yeah. He's only did a couple of times in his career.
1: Yeah, correct. He doesn't have that versatility. So it's like, you know, you want to get all your best guys out there. And Nate Davis, when healthy, he has performed well. So getting your best combination out there, I think the only way to do it is putting Tevin at a left guard who has that versatility, who can make that adjustment. Um, But at the same time, you know, it was great seeing Darnell and Tevin on that right side. And now we have an opportunity to see what type of chemistry that, uh, you know, Tevin and, and Braxton Jones has now on the left side of that offensive line.
0: Yeah. And I mean, listen, like any side, it's so it's so funny, like where we started with Tevin Jenkins in the year. Like, I think his game has grown so exponentially from this year to from last year to this year, because we started this year again, right on the injury train. And I think every Bears fan in the world was like, listen, this guy's too injured for us to be talking about paying him by the end of the season. Now you see the the versatility he has, the play that he puts out on the field, how he's laying defenders out left and right, how he's actually doing as as a guard on both sides, how he's blocked, all of those things. And now we're all of a sudden having a conversation of, my God, what if he leaves at the end of the season? What are we going to do? Like, I think that he's done such a good job of flipping the narrative around his career. Now, listen, it helps if you stay healthy. I hope that Tevin stays healthy through these next seven games. Maybe the Bears are able to run something off. But just seeing the difference that it made from the beginning of the season to now, I think that narratives can be changed just as much around this team as a whole with seven weeks left. And we saw that against the team we're about to play in Detroit, who they were getting ready to fire everybody in the building. And then they run off and they go, uh, uh, what, seven and one to finish out their season, seven and two to finish out. I mean, like, there's a lot that can change here for this Bears team in the next seven weeks. What do you want to see the most change? What do you want to see that is the one thing that you can leave this season and go, I know we have that solved?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think the the one thing that we've seen the past few weeks in terms of consistency is that defense. I mean, that defense. I mean, look look at look at the defense against the run, right? Yeah. And I don't know where we rank against the run. What, I had it written down. What are we? We are. I think fifth
0: we're, against, we're fifth. Fifth, mm-hmm. I believe fifth. Yeah,
1: yeah we're, fifth, we're fifth against the run, right? So <coughs> when I look at that, right, you have something to build upon, right? You got sweat in there. Obviously, he's elevated the rush of everybody around him. He'll make those guys better. You still have a, you know, evaluation on Yannick, whether or not you're going to bring him back. But you have a cornerstone on that defensive line with Sweat and Billings, right? And then you look at your linebackers. You got your two linebackers. I mean, TJ Edwards is having a hell of a year. He's in on every single tackle. Every time I'm at a game, he's either getting up off the pile or he's around the pile. That's why he's, you know, the franchise leader in terms of tackles throughout the first, you know, few weeks of the season. And, I mean, look at Tremaine Edmonds' versatility. Jack Sanborn's a great piece. Um, you know, you draft, you got, I mean, I don't know, Jalen Johnson, we still, that the jury's still out on that. But yeah. you got some young corners in which you can develop And Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson. Jaquan Brisker's here. You got to make a decision on Andy Jackson. So I look at the defense and say, okay, you know what? We got some really nice pieces at every level is defense. You know what I mean? Things to build upon. Do we want to always add pieces? Yes. But you have things to build on. You have a, a cornerstone on each level. Of this defense so I want to see the defense continue to improve you know I, this week more than ever you know that pass rush is going to have to get there so we saw what Montez Sweat did against Carolina one of the bottom of the barrel teams in this league let's see what yeah. we can do against one of the top offenses in this league and let's see you know how this defense responds to a Detroit team that has a ton of weapons man they got a ton of freaking weapons you got a quarterback in Jared golf that's playing some really good football
0: yeah no, listen, he's he's I know it sounds weird to say, but I think you have to throw his name into uh, the MVP conversations as yeah. well uh, with how he's been leading this Detroit Lions team. Just an update, though, uh, Chicago Bears right now ranked second in uh, rush yards allowed by an opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixty six. Point three is the Philadelphia Eagles. They are number one, 76 yards per game for the Chicago Bears. That is number two in the entire NFL, which is very important for this upcoming week because Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, and I'm in Ross St. Brown out of the backfield, which they've kind of used him as that third end-around rusher, and he's been able to make some huge plays. I mean, you have a really, really good run game coming at you. You know Monty's going to want to prove something. There's always that that aspect of like, I got to prove To the team that let me go, even though we tried to sign you, that I was worth being there, even though you didn't want to be here. Like, you know, so you know, Monty's going to try and come out and kill us for sure. Um, I'm going to be real with you, though. The one thing that I would love to see continue for the Chicago Bears, if anything, and it's consistency in the scheme. Me and you have both watched the All 22 uh, every single week, and it feels like Every other week, we're seeing something that is, I don't know if it's something gets he's trying to add in. I don't know if it's something that he's trying to change or if he's trying to get back to, this is what I want my scheme to look like. Mm-hmm. But every now and then, right, in the games that are good, the scheme looks very consistent. It looks like, okay, we're going to run things that fit our quarterback and yeah. we're going to do that the whole game. The games that we usually lose, we're like, hey, what the heck's going on here? Why, <laughs> why? What, why, why are we doing this when we know that this don't work? It didn't work
1: the first three games. This is what I'm doing right now if I'm Justin Sears, right? Yeah. I'm going to go up to Getze's office. Uh-huh. I'm going to knock on the door. Oh, uh, yes. Look What's going on, this is what I like right here. You see this right here? This is what I like. Yeah. All this right here is what I like. Yeah. This right here is what I like, what makes me feel comfortable. I feel like I have a good grasp of this. I feel like I can be successful with this type of game plan. Now,
0: this is what I don't like. This, I don't like this. Oh, but I Justin, like I like those things. The huh? I, I, I like that play call though, Justin. I like. I think that works for us.
1: Listen, coach, <laughs> I don't like this. It keeps me in a pocket too long. I don't like the route concept with this. You know what I mean? I feel like the routes are, are, are going to take too much time to develop. But I, I don't like this. I like this, right? What, what's this? movements, boots, screens, you know, getting the ball out quick, getting me on the move, sprint outs. I like all this. Yeah. will play action off of our great run game. Now, we're fifth in rushing offense. You know, I want I want all, I want everything to be set up off of our run, right? I want to be able to throw the ball out of formations in which we've had success running, right? The you know, the uh the uh trying to establish, right? The illusion of complexity, right? So, when they see a run formation that we've had success out of, yeah, we're going to run out of it, but I also want to set up the pass out of that. Yep. You know, that those are that's where all your explosive plays come from, right? The big plays, the chunk yardage comes off the running game. So this is what I like, Coach. This right, yeah. here, this is what I like.
0: I hear you, that's Justin, like but it. but but hear me out on this. What if we run the same screen pass three times in a row? Yeah,
1: I'm going to say. Well, you know what, Coach? We're going to the same result, <laughs> and I'm going to let you sit at the podium and take all the
0: You know what? here's. here's Here's the part that's that's tough, right? Like here's the well, I don't know if it's tough, but that's funny to me is. And the one thing I do want to see Justin do is take command of your team. We saw Tyson Bajan do this, and I've talked about this a couple of times already, right? Where and it's not to say like Bajant killed it. But one thing that he said, he said the first play of the game, DJ Moore said he was surprised the football came to him because he wasn't the one that was supposed to get the ball on the first play of the game. And he was like, I guess we starting to party early. When they asked Tyson Bayesian about it, he said, he's the best player on the field. Why wouldn't we get him the ball? Yeah. The first play of the game. Like, why wouldn't I throw him the football? That's where That's I want to see Justin cool. get to where, remember, earlier in the season, right, when everybody said he's calling out his coaches and everything's like that, he said he's playing too robotic. Don't be a robot. Understand who your playmakers are on the field. Understand what the play needs to have work to function but also in the back of your mind it should always be but where's DJ you all know why because those guys who have number 1 wide receivers the Kirk Cousins now Josh Dobbs uh whenever whenever uh, um uh jo- Justin Jefferson comes back right uh the the Joe Burrows the uh Justin Herberts in their mind they're always going where's Keenan Allen yeah this- where's Justin Jefferson where's Jamar Chase I, literally Joe Burrow has said it to us yeah, I, uh, what was the play call on that? Jamar down there somewhere. This is this is my thing right here. My problem, my problem with with what you
1: said or what DJ said, right? Yeah, I didn't know I, I didn't know I was getting the ball The play. The, the play's not designed for me to get the ball on that play. Well, guess what? Right, if, if I'm the coach, if I'm the receivers coach. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be running their route like they're getting the ball. I don't care if you're the mm-hmm. number one read, the number two read, the number three read. Everybody is supposed to be mm-hmm. running their route like they're the number one receiver. getting the ball, you know what I mean? Then there's no issues, right? Because if that play does break down and that quarterback has to go through his progressions, bam, he's coming to you, your third read, guess what? Now I'm ready to get the ball. That's football, right? That's playing football at a high level. That's executing at a high level, right? The teams that do those things, the little things well, are the teams that have success in this league. But when you're running around half-assed because I'm not sure I'm getting the ball, you're not going to execute at a high level. You know what yeah. I mean? And and is a guy, and I'm not saying he doesn't because he does. DJ well, he I mean,
0: caught it and turned it into a 16-yard that's reception.
1: That's what I'm saying. But in terms of just overall schematics and details of an offense, when you have when you want to have a successful offense, everybody has to be receiver-wise, everybody has to be running around like they're the number one read.
0: I it's it's so weird because, right, like I almost feel like that's something that's very simple and you think about and all of that, but like it almost seems like there's been too many times this season where that hasn't happened, right? I swear, when Tyson Bajor threw that deep route to Velas, I swear Velas didn't know it was coming to him. Like, he he looked back like, oh, snap, the ball is here. Now I need to adjust, and it was underthrown, and now I got to, uh, I just fell. It still hit me in the chest. I still dropped it. I don't blame yeah. him that much on the It hit him in the chest on the ground, and he dropped it. But, like, I it, felt, it feels like too often we've seen that this season where receivers are literally like, Yes, I would I'm running my route. I'm just going through the motions of what this play is cuz I know the ball ain't coming to me. And that is something that I would like to see changed about this, but the scheme to me is uh is let's get some consistency in there. Let's like you said, run what Justin feels comfortable with cuz you ran it with Te- with Tyson. You ran these plays with Tyson, you ran these plays. Like let's let's just keep it consistent. Because that we know that's where he feels comfortable at. Uh, looking at the defensive side of the ball. By the way, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love. We talked about the defensive side of the ball a little bit. Good to see them getting healthy as well. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is going through walkthrough, but won't be at practice today. An update on Tremaine a little bit there. Um, defensively, when you see Tremaine now, what do you need to see from him the rest of the season? He's been kind of someone who's been a little bit quiet, right? He's got a couple of takeaways. He's done some really good things, but it hasn't felt like, okay, this is enough. Do you look at Tremaine Edmonds and say, well, of course, there's no technique. I knew you would be fighting for your life. You're giving us what you can. Or do you feel like there's still more in the tank you need to see from him?
1: I mean, Tremaine's have proven that, like, he, his productivity speaks for itself. That's why he got paid, a, you know, a good amount to come here. Uh, obviously, do, you know, has he had the season that we expected? No. You know, injuries has played a part. Yeah. But, you know, I do when I see him come back. I want to see him, you know, take command of his defense and be the leader that we brought you here to be. You know, and and yes, T.J. Edwards has exceeded a lot of expectations. We know he's a good linebacker, but damn, like (laughs) what he's done the first few weeks of the season is amazing. But we need to see, you know, Tremaine Edmonds take leadership, take ownership, you know, of this defense and, you know, really be that quarterback. You know, get guys lined up while you're out there making plays. Just take a man of the overall defense. And, you know, I'm hoping he has an opportunity to get back sooner than later. Now I would hope it would be this game. You know, I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. But
0: said he went through walkthrough, but he's not gonna practice. So basically you're a part of the scheme, but like don't hurt yourself more.
1: Yeah, and man, hopefully he's out there. I mean, hopefully he's out there because yeah. when he's out there, I mean his his athleticism is without question, right? Because he has he has everything the Bears want in his defense. He has the length, he has the size, um, he has ability to to play, you know, in coverage because of his length and his speed in his mental makeup of understanding route concepts and understanding where he's supposed to be within his defense. So when you have a guy that can affect, you know, not only the passing game because of his physical traits, but he's a willing tackler, you know what I'm saying? He, he can be an enforcer in a run game. You know, he's definitely one of the key causes of his defense, so we definitely need him back. With all the other pieces around us getting healthy. You know, he's yeah. one of the main guys you need back healthy and taking command of his defense.
0: I got it, and I feel like it's been an under-talked-about uh... – and he's been underpraised because he's just a workhorse. He's a workman. He's going to go out there. He's going to do whatever he can to get the job. I, you got to give credit to Jack Sanborn for standing in. I mean, he oh, yeah. has been oh, yeah. an excellent. And, and uh, Brian Erlacher said something um, on, I want to say it was on CHGO when he was recently on with them. He said, everybody always wants to go get these athletes. You want the guy that can run the 4-4. He's like, no, I want the guy that can play at 4-4. He's like, when you can run a run a 4-4, but you got to play at 4-6 because you have to think about what's happening in the game before you get there, and then you try to make a play. Now you're not as effective. But if you run a 4-6, but you can play it 4-4 because I know exactly where they're going to be. I know how I'm going to get this guy. I'm gonna, I know how I'm going to make this tackle. Boom, he's down. We're out. Let's get to the next play. That's what Jack Sanborn is to me. He's never lost on the football field. And I have to give him so much credit for what we saw out of him in those, uh, in those, uh, what has it been, three games since Tremaine has gone out?
1: Yeah, and the thing about it is, right, Jack Sanborn and TJ Edwards, right, they've had to go out there and get it from the bottom. You know, two guys undrafted had to prove themselves every step of the way. And they've done that. Jack Sanborn, every opportunity he's had, he's made plays. He's made yep. impact. you know, he's made his presence felt. He's shown he's belonged. And, you know, when he tackles guys, like, I mean, he, he's thumping guys. And the good thing about Sanborn is, like, his recognition of plays, him being able to diagnose plays but not just have any wasted movements but being able to diagnose those plays but then be able to, to shoot through a gap and make a sure tackle. Like, that's yeah. what you want from a linebacker? Same thing with T.J. Edwards, a guy who had to – Build himself into one of the better linebackers in the league. You know, when you have guys like that, every single play matters to them, and those guys will never get comfortable because they know what they had to do to get in this league. They had to scratch and claw and go out there and exceed all expectations and make plays, and that's what they continue. That's what they've continually done uh, with every opportunity that that they've had.
0: Yeah, it, it's. I, I love seeing how Jack has played. I'm, I'm really excited to see. You know, this this tandem, hopefully get back together this week, if not next week versus the Vikings. It feels like we're starting to get closer to health. But let's look at this week, J-Mac. We got the Detroit Lions um, and they are rolling. I mean, seven and two, they they've pretty much faced every challenge that you can face head on and and come out on the winning side of it. Just about what is it about this Lions team that scares you most? Going up against the Chicago Bears with where we're at right now, what uh, what are we three and three and seven, three and eight, yeah, three, three and, seven. and
1: seven. Three and seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean this is just it's a a real solid team. You know, I start with the offensive side first. I mean, you got you got everything you want. You got playmakers at every in every aspect of the game. You've got a rookie tight end, another guy from Iowa making plays. We're seeing Iowa tight ends coming. This Iowa's game. all over the place, Never bro. Stopped.
0: Iowa breeding tight ends, brother. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's
1: been making some plays. I mean, he's been targeted like. Seven times a game, yeah, during my breakdown. I mean, he's had a really good season for a rookie. And you look at David Montgomery, who we know David Montgomery real well. Um, he's gonna be excited to get back and you know get some get back against the Bears. But the rookie Jamar Gibbs is doing a lot of different things in terms of yes, he could run the ball, but he's also effective as, as, as a bat coming out of the backfield. So, you know, I think Detroit will do some things to where they'll try to, you know get Jameer Gibbs out and, and have him be a mismatch on Sanborn or possibly TJ Edwards, you know. And you're looking at Amon Ross, St. Brown, I hope I said his name right, uh, EQ's little brother, Equimania St. Brown's <laughs> little brother. Um, I mean, he's a stud, man. I mean, he's at 100 yards in every game except for two. Yeah, I mean, the guy can play. He's a nightmare matchup in the slot. And you look at Jared Goff, who we touched on earlier, who's had a great season. I mean, he doesn't really turn the ball over. I think he has 14 touchdowns five interceptions but you know, he's a guy he's consistent you know and he, and he does a good job of getting the ball to his playmakers and he's not going to make mistakes um he's going to take what the defense gives him um and, and that's how he's evolved as a quarterback because we saw when he was you know with the rams he wasn't that type of quarterback he wasn't yeah. developed you know he's just he's just taking his game to another level and it's good to see you know a quarterback who had a lot of promise coming in this league elevate his game even if it's with another team
0: yeah, it, he's he's so... I, I got to give Jared Goff credit. I mean, and, and maybe it's Ben Johnson who who really is the mastermind behind all of it, but how he's evolved his game. Like, Jared Goff was a quarterback that, that came here to Chicago, right? And in the cold, of course, being in L.A., it's very different, but, like, we were literally just like, if we take away their running game and you force Jared Goff to throw the football, it's over. I don't feel that way about Jared Goff anymore. When he came here and he was with L.A., it was like... Oh, Jared Goff's throwing the football. We won the game. And we did. And we dominated them the entire game. Now we've seen that run game get taken away. We've seen Jared Goff be able to go out there and make plays. Bears have their hands uh 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 or have their work cut out for them heading into this one, especially with an offensive line where you just held a team that, by the way, was in the backfield all day versus us with uh Nick Bosa and uh and and Khalil Mack to not even seeing the other quarterback and Jared Goff being able to stand back there and just have a great time all night. I'm got 156 yards, 19 and a half yards a catch. Like you've got to be able to find a way to get to Jared Goff in this game, to disrupt this game. Tez and Yannick have to have their best day. And I think that this could be, One of the one of the days we're gonna have to lean on the offense, and it sounds crazy to say with how the offense has played most of this season, but like where you're gonna have to heavily lean on the offense because this defense without that three technique is is gonna be in a little bit of trouble because Jared Goff's going to have the opportunity to stand back there and pick you apart if you can't create that pressure up the middle. you got to force him to those edges. I need Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, and the young guys, Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, they got to have their best day for us to feel good about uh, the defense in this one, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, with, with Sweat being there another week, building that continuity with that defensive line, him elevating the play of all those guys around him. We saw that last game. There was times where, you know, sweat didn't get home, but other guys got home because of the sweat factor. Uh, So I think we'll continue to see that. Uh, But I also think, you know, the Bears have done a great job, (laughs) Coach in particular being the defensive coordinator as well, uh, getting Kyler Gordon in the game. Kyler Gordon, I think, is a very underrated uh, blitzer. He does a lot of great things because of his athleticism. You know, you get him out there on the back, he's able to, you know, give you some moves and get to the quarterback. But also if there's a tackle blocking him, he's able, he's a smaller guy, so he's able to to bend and, and get to the quarterback or to create havoc. But here's the thing, right? When you're blitz when you're blitzing your nickel, right, this week, you know, you've got to disguise it well because of the fact that you have you know a factor on that opposite side of I'm on Ross St. Brown. Who do, you know what I mean? And, and what'll happen is, you know, golf's a, a, a veteran quarterback where you know, if you don't disguise the blitz, he's gonna see that. Amon Ross St. Brown's gonna make a side adjustment in which he'll break off his route because of the blitz and then Jared Goff will get that ball out to Amon Ross St. Brown quicker. So you've got I think you have to bring secondary pressure or second level pressure with linebackers, but yep. you gotta be careful because when you have a veteran quarterback with weapons, you know, he'll see it and he'll be able to pick you apart or take advantage of it.
0: What's the best way to take advantage of the uh a de- listen a defense that gave up thirty eight points there? They're, they're a defense that at times that front line pressure is absolutely suffocating. But if you've got the right guys on it, and it seems like we've got a pretty good offensive line combination. You can attack this, de- this secondary here. Uh, what's the best way to go about uh, trying to pick apart this Detroit defense right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, the best way to give you an opportunity to throw the ball is establish a run game. Right. but If you don't establish a run game, well, guess what? They're going to sit back and say, hey, you know what? We're going to take away the run. We're going to make we're going to force you to beat us with the pass. You know what I mean? We're going to force, you know, Justin to sit in that pocket and decipher defense, decipher coverages, make reads and really, you know, execute at a high level from the pocket. So I think that run game, as 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 with any quarterback who's struggling, that run game is going to be your best friend because it's going to take pressure off of you. Right. And if you have a good run game, they're going to bring that extra defender in the box. And that's going to give you open lanes in in, in the passing game. So, you know, I think the Bears, we've done really well running the ball. And I think it's got to be, you know, we got to continue doing that. And, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know, will help us, too, is, you know, Killer Herbert another week having an opportunity to come back. Um, You know, you've got Deontay Foreman's done a lot of great things. But, you know, having both of those guys in the mix, I think it causes a lot of problems because now – You got a tandem just like the Detroit Lions have a tandem. And when you have both of those guys, it's really going to take the pressure off of Justin. And now Justin doesn't have to necessarily just win the game with his arm in his first game back. He can lean on that run game a little bit, but they can also use that run game to set up an explosive passing game.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and the one thing to really keep an eye on, Courtney Cronin was talking about this with us yesterday, said Deontay Foreman left that game with a noticeable limp. Uh, remember, he ends up spraining. I think he sprained the ankle during the game. They sent him back out there. He only missed, I want to say, one drive. But she said that he had a noticeable limp. We'll see kind of where he is on the injury report today. Hopefully, he's all good there. And let's hope that this Bears team can go out there and get a win, man. I mean, what's your uh, what's your prediction? What's your gut feeling right now going up against Detroit? I know it's the, it's the beast of the NFC North right now, which is crazy to say about Detroit. Did Detroit ever have a good season with you? Man, they had an 0-16 season. They had a – yeah, I know they you know, had that. You know who
1: was the coach, you know who was the coach that year? Who? Ron, Ron Marinelli was the coach that year, I think, with 0-16. If I'm not mistaken, I think Ron Marinelli was the head coach so were 0-16. And we used to be like, oh, man,
0: Detroit this week. Yeah. Detroit yeah. this week. That, that, that checks out. I, I don't feel that way no more. I, I don't uh, I don't feel that way at all. What's your, what's your yeah. gut feeling um, right now with this, know, with this I, uh, game?
1: I'm encouraged and excited that we got guys coming back. Um, you know, I think that, albeit being the Panthers, you know that getting that win, uh, you know, should help us have. You know, I don't. Know, it should. It should catapult. I'm not saying it's going to catapult us to another win. Yeah. But you, you know, it's just it's just good coming off of a win. And you know, we haven't seen this Bears team put together back to back wins in I don't know how many games <laughs> in a long time. I don't know how many years. So I, I don't know. But I just – Detroit just has too many weapons, in my opinion. They're, playing, they're, they're We're at home. I mean, it's going to be hostile environment. Justin Fields' first game back. I just don't see the Bears, you know, winning this game. I just don't see us being able to put together uh, enough of a game plan. I just, I, just think, I just think Detroit just has too much for us right now, and they're hitting at all cylinders. So, you know, I th- I'm going to say Detroit 28, uh, the Bears 14, unfortunately. And yeah, my ch- everybody talking in the chat. Yeah, my dog is barking. He's going yeah, crazy. Yeah, hey,
0: the dog going crazy. The dog, the dog is upset. Crazy, he man. said, You
1: "I can't believe you picking us to lose." Yeah, he's mad because I'm I'm neglecting him, man. My, my- I'm
0: sitting here trying to figure out our last back-to-back win. Oh my god, bro! I got to go so far back. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, see what I mean?
1: You I think
0: it's, this is gross. I think it's Seattle. We played Seattle on right after Christmas of 2021 and we beat the Giants the week after. I think that's the last time we had back-to-back wins. 2021 going into the new year into 2022. Hey, right, man, let's hope this is the week get it. I uh, Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. That was a gross thing for me to look up. I am. I told you. That's horrible. Wow. This is, this is, we got to get this franchise right. Come on, oh, J Mac. Uh, just that's
1: that. what I'm saying. Like, it's like, you know, even, it's like you look at it, right? We beat the Redskins. I'm not, oh, the Redskins. I'm sorry. The Commanders. I'm, yeah. We yeah, beat yeah. The commanders, right? And you come back the next game and we played terrible. It's like that win just, you know, you you can't build anything off of it. Yeah. Of it's like, all right, you, you know, you win that game, now everybody's walking around with confidence, and, you know, we had that mini-buy again. Remember the last time we had a mini-buy? Oh, the, the
0: mini-buys, mini baby, the mini-buys. Mini Patriots.
1: Buys and, and, I mean, we, we're <laughs> so, you know, I want to see this team, you know, can they build off of momentum generated from a win or even a mini-buy? And you hear Coach Lewis talking about, oh, sell scout we had an opportunity to self-scout, sell do this, all right. Yeah. Well, did, you know, for, for me, offensively, and I'm talking to Getzee and the offensive staff, Self-scout. Did you do a Justin Field scout? What has Justin Fields been successful at? It, within our game plans, within right. games. Like, And those are the things that we need to put in the game plan. All right? Whatever Justin's had success with this season, all that needs to be put into the game plan.
0: All it, of them. it. It's, it's so weird to me too, right? Like, I know we're about to get out of here, but like the, the part that irritates me the most is, like, why is it, at least to me, there are certain things that are common sense. That haven't been common sense, right? We go into the Chargers game and. I'm irritated because I'm sitting there looking at that game saying, well, of course you're going to start this thing off running the football. And I get it. You got down quick, right? But it was 14 to nothing to start. That doesn't mean we just got to start chucking the ball down the field. No, the game plan should have been, we're going to go run heavy in this. Why? Because they've given up 200 yards, almost every game on the ground. And what do the bears do? Let's air it out, baby. We're throwing this thing. Yeah. I mean, like I get it when you get down huge. Like if it's 21 to nothing, you got no choice, but to air it out. But it was 14 to nothing. You got it to 14 to 7. And it just, like, the the things that seem like everybody else in the world goes, this is logical. This is what you should do this week. This is what we want to see you do. Luke Getzey goes, but hold on. What's the other side of that page got? You know what it's got? seven screen passes hey man we appreciate y'all for showing love hit that like button subscribe to the page we got to get out of here they got radio shows to do and all that stuff man as always it's your boy Pat the designer back at it again joined by the greatest fullback in Chicago Bears history can we say that I think we can say that honestly that?
1: Matt Suey. Matt Suey, my guy oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. he's got a Super Bowl ring man
0: yeah yeah there's that yeah. there is that second greatest second greatest it's not bad to be second greatest with all the fullbacks that have been there y'all stay you safe happy, i'm
1: happy to word in uniform
0: Jason McKee in the building bear down y'all stay safe peace